Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Students, how many of you, raise your hands, are excited to go back to school in the next week or so? Very few hands. Parents, how many of you are excited for your children to go back to school very soon? It's that time of year again when students and parents are getting ready for school, buying that nice new outfit for the first day of school. That's about how long it'll last. And then the new school supplies, getting your locker ready, getting all warmed up because it's time to go back to school. It's time to learn and to study math and science and reading and everything else there is. Time to be taught by our teachers in school day after day. As much as some of you just want to enjoy the last few days of summer vacation, it's very fitting that today as we reflect on God's word for us, we think about what it means to be taught, what it means to learn. Because today the scripture for our meditation is especially John chapter 6 verse 45 from our gospel lesson. In the midst of this great discourse on the bread of life, Jesus says, And they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. First to understand these words from Jesus, we must go back a little bit. Because that first portion there where it says they will all be taught by God is in fact when Jesus is quoting the Old Testament. That first portion is a quote from Isaiah chapter 54 verse 13 in which the prophet speaks God's word and says, All your children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children. God says through his prophet to his people, to God's people, your children shall be taught by God. Sounds simple, right? Doesn't that make sense that God's children, God's people would be taught by God? In fact, there was far more to it. Because this word was actually a promise, a word of hope to God's people. Because this was a word spoken to a people in exile. A people who are far off from God. And so this was a word of promise that one day God's wrath would be subsided and instead would be peace when God directly would teach and rule his people. So this is a word of hope for the people. And as Jesus quotes this word through the prophet of God, it also brings to mind another word from another prophet, saying much the same thing from Jeremiah chapter 31. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And so as Jesus begins this this statement here in John chapter 6, it recalls together these words from these prophets, a word of promise and hope that has been spoken to the people for so long. But then he adds to those quotes, and he says that all who learn and hear from the Father will come to me. So how do we learn from God? How do we hear from God? How are we taught by God? God's word, the Bible. Seems like a simple answer, right? As Christians, we expect that the Bible would be how we're taught, how we learn from him. The Bible is basically the essence of our relationship with God. The Bible that is full of stories and accounts, different types of literature, whether it be history or prophecy, Epistles, gospel lessons, psalms, poetry, wisdom, literature. That's all composed together in God's word that tells us what God has done. Who God is, what God will continue to do. It also tells us what we need to do, what we shouldn't do. And as the little saying, kind of sing-songy phrase goes for some people, the B-I-B-L-E, that's the book for me. 
But sadly for some, that's all it becomes, is a book. Just another book to study and learn. Just another book to make some academic exercise. To learn that book as good and as well as I can. To learn that book and learn how I need to act. To learn how I'm supposed to be different from other people. To learn that book better than I knew before. Learn that book better than other people. God's word just becomes a book full of words to learn. Which is much a similar problem that we hear of from the Jews in John chapter 6 as well. Because in John chapter 6, Jesus has this great discourse on how he is the bread from heaven, the bread of life. And as he is saying this, telling this to the people, the Jews there, their reaction to him, their reaction to his word, they grumble grumbling at Jesus because surely he can't be the bread from heaven. Surely he isn't sent from heaven above. This word, this claim that Jesus is making is just that. It's just a bunch of words. It's not truly the heaven-sent word from God. Does that sound familiar to what you might hear from people today? Surely we could all think of at least one person or group or entity that just treats God's word as just another book, just a bunch of words. But what about ourselves? Are there times when we treat God's word as just words? Words that don't really bring us comfort in time of trouble? Words that we just feel we can pick up whenever we want and whenever it's convenient. Words that are just stuck here on our page just to read when it's a good time. Words that simply we need to say we know better than the other people around us. But when that's the case, that's a problem. That's worse than a problem. That can become a sentence to spiritual death. Because God's word is far more than just words. God's word is the heaven-sent means to bring you into his heavenly arms to be one with him and the Son and the Holy Spirit forever and ever. Because God's word isn't just word. God's word is the mission of God. The mission of God that has existed since the very beginning of time. John chapter 1 says, In the beginning was the word. And God's word is the mission of God that then came into this world because then John chapter one again says, and the word became flesh. The word of God, the mission of God dwelt in this land, walking around. He had hands and arms, feet and legs, eyes and ears like everybody else. He sat in people's homes and ate and drank and reclined with them. He walked around teaching, sharing the word of God. He healed and did miracles in front of other people. And he truly did go to the cross, died, and was buried in a tomb by his own loved ones. But then, yes, he did truly rise from the dead and ascended in heaven because his dwelling doesn't just stop there because then the word of God in Jesus Christ continues to dwell forever and ever and will come back again to usher into this world his eternal reign and rule. So when Jesus says today, everyone who hears, truly hears the word of God is not just words, but the mission of God and who learns from the Father, not just learns like an academic exercise, but learns and takes into his heart and believes. He is the one who comes to me. And what it means to come to Jesus 
to be with Jesus and the Father means that you are one with him forever. And we heard about this so explicitly last week in Ephesians chapter 4, in which it says, there is one body and one spirit. Just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. And you're one with him, not just now, but forever. Because in John today, it also says, whoever believes in him shall have eternal life. Whoever eats this bread from heaven shall not die, but shall live forever. So knowing that, knowing what God's word is and has to give, I only have one more thing to say to you today. Be in the word. Be in the word. Study the written word of God. Yes, it's written, but it's also more than just written words, as I've already said. Today's such a special day because here we had so many people, 30-some families gathered here as our second graders received their very own copy, personal copy of God's word that they can hold in their hands, they can highlight, they can write in, they can truly read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest. I'm sure you have your copy, right? Where's your copy of your Holy Scriptures? Your copy that you can carry with you everywhere and read daily. But not just that on your own, but also then to be in Bible class, to be in the study of God's word with other people. Today, not in this service, but in our 1045 service, we have another great blessing. We get to rededicate our Lutheran school teachers here at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School. Rededicate them for another year of teaching. But especially as they in their vocation share the word of God with our children. And just a few weeks from now, we'll do the very same thing, rededicating our Sunday school teachers who also share the word of God with our children. And all of us have the opportunity to study God's word with other people in this congregation. And I also say, be in worship Because here in worship, be regularly in worship, not just once a week regularly, but four times, five times a month regularly. Here you get to hear God's word. Not just this written, spoken word of God, but the word of God and his mission through Jesus Christ and holy baptism that claims you as one in him. The word of God that is spoken to you through forgiveness, absolution. And the word of God and his mission through Christ's very own flesh and blood on that altar to receive the very gifts he has to give. And now as I say those things, those commands, I pray that you don't hear them just as law. They are law, because anytime we have a command, that's law. But I pray you also hear them as gospel, to know that every time you're in the word, you get to hear God say, come to me. Come to me, you who are burdened and heavy laden. Come to me, you who are in fear. Come to me, you who are near death. Come to me, whatever is on your heart. Today, as we get ready, so many of us for school, this academic school year to begin, I pray that you think about being taught by God not as some academic exercise, but as a privilege, a gift to truly dwell in his word. His word, which is far more than just words, but the true mission of God through his son, Jesus Christ. For you. Amen. And now may the peace of God which passes all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.